0: Do you long to walk where Jesus walked? Would you like to experience the Bible coming alive in ways you have never imagined before? Then you're invited to join me and my friend and fellow Bible teacher, Carol McLeod, in Israel April 25th through May 4th. Imagine being baptized in the Jordan River, worshiping at the Garden of Gethsemane, taking communion at the Garden Tomb. You'll take a boat ride across the Sea of Galilee, float in the Dead Sea and stand at the Mount of Olives. If you would like to ask questions or simply learn more about this trip, text CONNECT NOW to 94090. Signing up for connection will allow us to answer your questions, include you in our upcoming information meetings, and keep you up to date on the deadlines of the trip. Visit rolva.org for more information. rolva.org I am so honored today to have with us Sandra Rohr. Her compelling story created a passion to share the heart of God in a creative way. Her story of tragedy, joy, and overcoming heartache inspires others to seek emotional freedom and believe God can accomplish the impossible. Her love for missions and adventures has taken her around the world. Sandra resides in Iowa with her family and her fluffy cockapoo. You can follow her on Instagram at Sandra Roars, R-O-A-R-S, or visit her website at sandraroar.com, and that is R-O-H-R-E-R. Purchase her book, Known, A Daughter's Search for a Killer, Her Identity, and the Heart of God. Sandra, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. Thank you so much, Angela, for having me. Well, people who know me know that I'm an adventure junkie. So, of course, that stuck out to me right away that you, your love for missions and adventures have taken you literally around the world. So, I'd love to just kind of know some of the places that you have visited and what may have taken you there.
1: Uh, well, going on mission trips, I've been to Cuba and I've taken actually my three kids to Tijuana, Mexico. Wow. We've also gone, or well, I've been to Colombia and El Salvador. So I, I love the adventure and the purpose, you know, that God has in going on those trips.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. I'm ready for COVID to be over so we can travel again, right? This is just for someone who loves to just be, you know, overseas and experience new cultures, being grounded has been so challenging.
1: Yes, I am with you on that. I
0: agree. (laughs) So us adventure junkies are suffering. We need to get, we need to get things moving forward. So, well, we are just meeting for the first time on the podcast today. And so I am so honored for you to share your story with us. It is the story that you wrote about in known a daughter's search for a killer, her identity and the heart of God. So I would love Sandra for you to just bring us into your story and your life, share with us what happened, what is happening in your life and the way you have written about it in your book known?
1: Yes. So I had two huge mysteries in my life. Uh, Will my mother's 20 year old murder case be solved? And will I find my unknown biological father? And my mother took uh, those keys with her when she died. And I, uh, that was, that trauma had caused uh, me to have all these questions that I had with God, um, about like, you know, was he with me? Did he care that she had been killed? Uh, you know, was it her will that she was killed? Um, all these questions actually created like this wall between God and I, and I feel like until those questions were answered, um, was I able to move forward with my relationship with him? Initially she, I was told she died in a car fire. However, after the autopsy results came back, uh, she had died of blunt force trauma hmm. and the car fire was a cover up to her death. And it just, and the, you know, the day before I had asked her if she would draw a picture of my biological father. Uh, when, my, when I was 11 years old, my parents gave me a letter and in the letter, it said that who I thought was my dad, the man who raised me, Roy, that he was not my biological father. And I've learned that the enemy loves to lie to us in times of trauma and pain. And so I had these flaming arrows trying to take me out of, you know, I didn't belong, I didn't fit, I was unwanted. And I felt so much shame that I didn't even ask any further questions about my biological father. And then the day before, she died. I finally had mustered up the courage to ask her to draw a picture of him. And obviously she did not have the opportunity. She was an amazing artist. So drawing a picture would not have been anything difficult for her to do. And yes. So when I got news that she had died, one of the first thoughts, you know, I had was I'm never going to find my biological father. Mm. So that my story is one of finding the heart of God and father God's heart. And the first half of my book, I have these questions, you know, like, is he, is he there? Can he hear me? Uh, does he care? You know, what has happened to me? And then the second half of the book is when I start to hear God and I dialogue with him through the different facets of his heart. The, um, with the different tragedies that happened in my life, because I had also, uh, when I was five years old, my baby sister died in open heart surgery. Mm. A few years later we had a house fire and I lost everything. Um, and then a couple of years later, um, I had been, uh, molested at a party that was, um, at my parents' home or at our home. And all of these things had, And then the death of my mother. So I just, those big questions had gotten in the way of me continuing furthering a relationship with God. And so I needed to talk with him about all those things and process the pain in my heart. So it is my conversations with God on the things that had happened through his different facets. And there's 14 different facets in the book um, that he showed me so far.
0: Mm, Wow, Sandra, that is just, wow. I'm just sitting with... I just thought of Job as you're talking, like, really, this is like a Job life. It has been really marked by suffering and trauma. And, and I, I know you lost your mother at 19. Some of these other things that happened even prior to that, how long, how much time passed between losing your mother and the writing of the book known?
1: Well, it took me five years to write the book, yeah. but, I uh, So by the time it was finished, it was 25 years,
0: 25 years. Now walk me through the arc of these questions, because I'm sure there are people listening, thinking, you know, I haven't been through exactly your story, but we've been through something that causes us to question, okay, God, are you there? Do you care about me? Where are you? Why? All of those questions that we wrestle with. So walk me through how long was this like you're bombarding God with questions all at one time and the answers came, or was this... Little by little, these answers began to unfold over time in your life.
1: It was was a process of, obviously, it comes all together in the book, but lots of journaling and processing the things that I had gone, that was going on in my heart. And, you know, really wanting his perspective. And I really feel like I asked, there's this thought I had when I was driving um, in the back roads of Iowa, and it was, God, I want to know you so well that when I die, I'm not surprised by who you are. Mm. And I really feel like that question was him just showing me all, like showing me all those facets, I guess you could say. And in the book, it's just like, and my favorite Bible verse is John 17, three, this is eternal life that you may know the one true God in Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. And I want my life to be one of knowing him and being in alignment with his heart. And, um, and, you know, with all these questions that I had, and I think just asking him, taking the time to ask him. And a lot of this had been, I had journaled through the years.
0: Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Do you feel like you've always been an inquisitive person or do you think the trauma that you went through and have been through of your life? it sounds like questioning is a way that you process the pain and that it did that help to keep you from becoming bitter. I would imagine it was tempting to turn your back on God. Were you ever tempted to abandon faith or did this just keep pushing you toward asking him to reveal himself more to you?
1: I think my, I, he just, I just have always had a hunger for him and And in not having, you know, not having my mother or my biological father in my life and really just having a place in my heart that needed to be filled Mm. by God and the only one who can fill those places in our heart. I, I think those just those questions and then when, and, and then also his goodness of putting powerful, incredible women in my life to. To help me sort through those things. And one of them in particular, uh, her name uh, was Marion. I met her when she was 82 years old, a neighbor. And she, she just talked about the love of God. And it just drew me in. And more questions. I don't, I guess I've always been inquisitive. I've always wanted to know answers to things and then to know, Oh, he'll, he can answer them. Well, that was very helpful. (laughs) So Mm. I didn't necessarily start with the big questions of life, you know, when I started journaling, but, um, I don't know if I've ever not had something really big on my heart that he has never, he hasn't revealed Mm. his thoughts or answers on.
0: That's so good because it can it can be incre- incredibly frustrating to feel like you have these questions and they just go unanswered. And I know sometimes we will have questions that go unanswered this side of eternity, but you mentioned a little bit earlier that God did answer. Did he answer all of the questions you had? Do you still have outstanding questions or were there just some big ones that he really clearly answered for you?
1: He has answered the big ones in a huge way.
0: Mm. way. So give me an example of one question you asked him and that's that's in the book and how he answered that for you.
1: One of the chapters is, do you create tragedy? Mm. And all, you know, obviously I had so much of it, but when I remember the first time he answered that was with, because I had well-meaning people say to me, you know, it was God's will that your mother was killed Mm. and because otherwise he would have intervened or, you know, something like that. And so that was not helpful. And that was actually damaging uh, to my faith. And until that question got answered, I just hit a wall and was not like, if he does that, then I don't really want anything to do. I mean, not, I don't want anything to do with him, but I just kept him arms. You know, I didn't keep him close. I just kept mm. him far away because
0: mm.
1: I make mistakes and I didn't want to, you know, have yeah. bad things happen to me or things like that. So in the question, do you create tragedy? When he revealed to me, John 10, 10 that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And I've come that you have life abundantly. Like that was like Oh, I can clearly see who is at work in this situation and what God wants. And that answered that question of, um, of that. He's not the author of those things. Mm,
0: that's so good. It's so good to understand that about the character of God. Otherwise, like you said, we will, we will struggle to trust the character of God. If we don't understand his character, I've been through a lot of health issues in my life. So, I relate not in, uh, by any means a hundred percent to your story. And I, and I, it's just, it's incredible to think about how strong you are and in, in the face of all that you have been through, but it, it is those places that we have to trust. It's never God's will for us to, you know, he, he created a perfect world that was marred and, and ruined by sin and we live in a fallen world, but it's, it's also comforting to know that anything that, that, that happens to us, he's still, he's still so much in control and we can trust his character no matter what. And I learned to ask God, what do you want me to learn from this? And how can you use this for your glory? And it, and it just seems so evident that you've, you've asked those same questions of God. All right, God, how, who are you in this? How can I see you more? How can I know you more? And how can this be used for your glory. And I want to dig in a little bit to the back half of the book, which talks about the, you mentioned 14 facets. We're not going to share all of them because you need to go buy the book Known and you'll uh, hear more of her story and understand the way God revealed himself to her in such a profound way. But Sandra, I'd love for you to share one or two of those facets and maybe how he revealed those to you. Uh,
1: One of... Oh, I love them dearly. But the first one that he revealed to me was the baggage taker. And I, how that came about is I had, was going through another cycle in my life. And my friend said, you need to be set free from this. And I was like, I do need to be set free from this. And it was like, as soon as I agreed with her, like that power of, a, you know, yes, I do need to let this go. I saw all of this baggage in my mind's eye. And I ended up, um, going to a, I was ministered to for a week, uh, through a couple. And when in all the tragedy that happened, I, the one thing I think that didn't even faze me at all was the death of my sister. Cause I was so young and, that's actually where I realized when I was working through that with that couple that ministered to me, that that was the entry point, like where I started to get like the abandonment bag or um, these things that had come in and then situations would happen. And I would just pack that bag with more lies and false identities. And so in that moment he had um, reached in and taken the bag. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's the baggage taker. And then later on, I even found out that, uh, in first Samuel, David left his bags with the baggage keeper mm. and he went into battle. And I feel like for us to fulfill the things that he wants, there's things that we've collected in our heart baggage, I call it. And we need to process that because it started affecting my kids in my, my family. Like I, I need, I was bumping into people with my baggage. And so uh, that was. And I was just so desperate. I was like, God, if you will heal my heart, I will tell the world.
0: Hmm. I love how visual that is. God gave you such a visual descriptor of who he is as a baggage taker. I love that. You know, when we fly, I know you've done it when you've been on missions or adventures, you know, you have to eventually at some point hand that baggage, you know, over. And I feel like It would just be like you check your baggage and then you go right back to baggage claim and want it right back. And God wants us to check it with him, leave it with him, let him take it and and us not carry that. And we've also been in those crowded airports where we're just getting banged and bumped by other people's suitcases and backpacks and the whole nine yards are on the, you know, in the plane and they're trying to get their carry on down. And what a visual, what a powerful image and visual that God gave you of him being our baggage taker and letting go of that emotional baggage. So now I'm, I'm incredibly intrigued to know at least one more. So he's your baggage taker. What's one more facet that he revealed to you? Uh, The territory
1: taker. Hmm. So kind of like after we uh, remove baggage to keep that ground in our heart, that, you know, I always feel like he does a divine exchange. Whenever we get rid of something, he has something in store for us or a scripture verse or another picture or a reminder in some way. But the, with a the territory taker, it's it's a weapon mm. and it can be forgiveness, letting go. Those are some that I talk about in the book, um, what he showed me.
0: Mm. So in your experience talking with with women, with people that have been through tragedy, what is a key that you have, have discovered and unlocked that would help us to feel like I'm stuck. I'm just, I can't release my baggage or I can't walk in on, you know, forgiveness. I'm, I'm stuck holding onto this territory. Give us one key that, that has, that has really helped you to unlock that door to move from being stuck to, in a place of freedom I think a great key
1: is desperation. Hmm. Like when we are so desperate, and to know there is more, there is more to this life that you can be set free um, emotionally. That he has that freedom that he wants us to walk into. Um, but forgiveness is really a big thing. Whether that's you know forgiving myself for something that I've done, or forgiving others. And, and that doesn't, I think sometimes people think, well, that means I'm saying that it's okay. Like, like it won't be okay, you know, what happened to my mother, but I can forgive the person that did that to her.
0: That's so powerful. Do you feel at this point you will ever know? Because I know that's even in the title of your book and, and all of the layers of known, knowing God, understanding the mysteries of God and the mysteries that we live with in life. And we all live with them. Maybe you're not walking Sandra's story, but you're sitting here saying, oh my goodness, I don't understand this about God or I don't know why this happened in my life. I just believe your book is gonna be so um just so empowering for people who need to, to come to grips with, at some point, we won't know all the mysteries, but God can meet us in such profound ways to, to answer those questions that, that like you said, are in the way that are getting in the way of our relationship with the Lord. But I know part of your title is even saying, will you ever, you know, a daughter search for a killer? Will you, do you believe at this point, you will know this side of eternity, or have you have, have you released the need to know at this point?
1: Well, here's a spoiler alert. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to hear, and you just want to read in the book, but mm-hmm. I, um, well, just kind of a little bit of story in the background is I actually went to, this was at 19 years after my mother's death. I went to a DCI special agents retirement party. And I, I kid you not, he fathered me through that whole, the whole ordeal of losing my mom and what a gift he was. And one of the best things that came out of my mother's death was that relationship. Um, But I went to his retirement and I met families that got what I wanted. Like they got the arrest, they got a conviction and they didn't have peace. Mm. And when I drove home this supernatural piece I mean that's all I can say just flooded the car and I and I realized it was okay to let having to have my mother's case solved go. Mm. And I just was like, I'm done. like I'm closing this this book and I'm bearing it and it's okay for me to move on with my life. And it turns out that almost a year to the day of me letting it go, the man was arrested for killing my mom. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Yes. You think it was a gift God gave you to let that go first? That you that's interesting that you let it go, you no longer felt like you needed to know, and yet he still solved that mystery. Why do you think it unfolded that way? I think when we hold on to things,
1: and He wants us to trust Him and give it to Him. I, I think that's because He had actually asked me. Uh, I think it had been like four years previously, um, if I was ready to let it go, mm. and I was like, "Would you want me to let it go?" And then, and then, I really didn't let it go, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I feel like He had asked me previously if I was ready to do that, and and I, and I wasn't. And so maybe he, he would have done it sooner. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I feel like that just opened it up for him to work. And, um, I was actually on the, the television show cold justice Hmm. and they had, um, come in and done, um, I mean, reinvestigated the case. And so they were able to make a, an arrest
0: after, after the show. But what a place of obedience the Lord walked you through to say, can you almost like an Abraham Isaac moment, can you give this to me and surrender this fully to me? And then he still made a way to see justice done. I know that isn't everyone's story, but it's your story. And yet the greater lesson for us is that he always honors obedience, regardless of the outcome. We're not in control of the outcome, but we are in control of our obedience. And that's the part that he wants us to make sure we're living in a posture of surrender, which is so evident that it's in your life. And the way that you've chosen to say, even you guys can't see her, I can see her face, but she literally looked up at the sky and said, well, do you want me to let it go? Almost like a child with their dad. I love that. That posture of you saying, if that's what you want from me, then like, I'm getting choked up, like I'll give that to you as painful as that may be for me, but I'm going to trust you to take care of me in that surrender, even if I never know the answer to this mystery. And I believe that is going to be so healing for someone who's listening right now. Maybe you've been holding on and maybe you've been waiting so long for an answer to something, a why in life, why did something happen to you? Why did it happen there? Why hasn't it happened? Why haven't you found the spouse or had the baby? So, whether you're waiting on something that hasn't happened or you're not understanding why something did, to be able to unclench your hands and open palm that situation to the Lord and say, I release the need to know. And what I need to know is who you are. And if you reveal that, then I can handle every other piece of that. That's what I'm taking away from what you're saying. Is that the way you'd articulate? I'm probably not saying it as well as I know you would, but what a beautiful uh, truth for us to extract from your story, Sandra.
1: Surrender is a big deal and being obedient is very powerful. And really, I even feel like what should be the judge of our success is if we're obedient to what he's asking us to do.
0: Mm, It's so true. It is so good. I believe scripture proves it. It's not just that I believe it. I believe it because scripture teaches that obedience, he, he will bless obedience and he will bless her. And he even said to David, do I not require Your obedience more than I require. This sacrifice that you're bringing to me, and so, whatever He's asking of you, He will give you the strength and the grace to do it. His grace is is sufficient. And, Sandra, what a blessing you are to the kingdom of God, and what how how needed your voice is in our generation to help us as we wrestle and grapple with so many of the hard questions of life. We've come through a very difficult year. Uh, for so many of us and it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon so it's a very different normal than when many of us would have expected and it's the death of of so many things for so many of us and so we can joke about not being able to travel but you know and that's a luxury really but there are people that every day are going through such difficult situations because of what we're dealing with and so if if you're really needing to lean in to hear from god her book is known and sandra you are graciously going to give away a copy So what we want people to do is follow you on Instagram, follow me on Instagram. If you're not already following me, follow both of us. And then we want you to share what you're going to see all of this posted on Instagram. We want you to share your favorite moment from this conversation. What has impacted you the most? And Sandra is going to choose someone, and we're going to be able to give away a copy of her book, Known. To someone who has been listening to this podcast, Sandra, I'm going to invite you to pray over our listeners in just a moment. And it has been such an honor and a joy to meet you. And I can see the glory of God that radiates off of your life. And it's, it's hard earned. And I know it's because you have, you have chosen obedience and, and his blessing is on you because of that. So thank you for the way that you have said yes to him, because now we're the recipients of your surrender. But before you pray and before we just make sure people again know how to connect with you, I would love to just know short of your mother and short of Jesus in heaven, which we all want to meet, Jesus. But when you get to heaven, I would love to know the one person you just cannot wait to meet. And what question you've wrapped, you know, wrestled and grappled with so many questions in life. What is the the burning question that you can't wait to ask someone when you get to heaven?
1: I would say Moses would be okay. who I would love to have a conversation with on the walking on dry land with, mm. you know, the, the wall of water on his right and the wall of water on his left and the ground being dry, not even like, you know, muddy. I mean, dry. Mm. And just his first thought as he walked into that. Like, I think. I would like to know his thoughts on that. And even though God told him before that, you know, that's what was going to happen and for him to raise his arm and staff, but I just to actually walk through and to see that I would like to know his thoughts on that.
0: Hmm, That's beautiful. I think it's a, a really prophetic picture of your whole life story that God can help you walk over even on dry ground. It's almost like the three Hebrew children that were in the fiery furnace and they came out and it said their hair didn't even smell. They didn't even smell like smoke. It didn't even, it wasn't even stuck to them. And I know it can take a time. It can take time and a process and commitment for us to not smell like smoke anymore, but to be able to clearly walk on dry land. We don't even have mud stuck to our shoes. We don't even have the smell of fire in our hair, that's the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the providence of God. And it's, it's so evident in your life. And, and you've been through so much in your life and yet you are choosing to say, God, how do you want to use my story? And so I'm thanking you for sharing your story with us today for so many that needed to hear it for so many that need to know that your questions matter to God, that you matter to God. Not only does he want us to know him, but that we are known by him. And that changes everything. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today and remind us again of how we can share and get to know you. I make sure you go to Instagram guys and follow her, follow both of us and, and write right in there, your, your favorite, you know, moment from today. And then we are going to choose someone. Sandra's going to choose someone and give you a copy, but Sandra, let us know again, how they can connect with you, where they can find your book, all of those things. Yes. Yeah, so
1: you can go to my website, Sandra roar.com and that's spelled R O H R E R. And also I have my book available on Amazon and, uh, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram, Sandra Rohr, roars, R O A R S. And, uh, yes. Yeah, so I would love to pray for the listeners.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandra.
1: Father, Give us courage to face the things we're carrying in our heart that you don't want us to have there. Remove, bring awareness to our heart that we are carrying any heart baggage that you want us to let go of. Help us to process the pain and that it's your goodness that leads us to repentance, that we would change how we think about how we see you. And you say, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And may you remove anything that's attached to any mud or, or lies or false identities that have attached to our heart. Help us to get rid of them. And I thank you that you always offer a divine exchange, that when we give those things in our heart to you, you always have something beautiful for us. In
0: Jesus' name
1: I pray, amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season 2 is sponsored in part by Worley, Dahlberg, Yao, PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDonatio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at AngelaDonatioVOV and and Instagram at Angela Denadio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.